Welcome back to another episode of One Hitters, our new lo-fi series of our High on Our Own Supply podcast by Company Cannabis, where we informally chat with friends in the cannabis industry about how they got here, get any pro tips they have for fellow operators, fun facts about what they do, and what trends they see with the word on the street. I'm Steve Alvaron, and I'm co-founder and CEO of Confident Cannabis, the only business-to-business marketplace powered by lab data. Today, we're joined by Paul Raitley from Chemistry. Chemistry is one of my favorite premium full extract brands in California, and their products are available now to licensed operators on Confident Cannabis Wholesale. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Steve. Uh, pleasure to be with you. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, so first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself or maybe how you got started in the industry. Sure. Uh, I'll give just the, the short little bit, and I'm sure we'll dive into more of the details. But yeah, I'm Paul Raitley, co-founder and CEO of Chemistry. Uh, we are a full-spectrum extract maker in Oakland. Um, we've been operating since 2016, and I've been in cannabis for about a year before that. So 2014, I jumped into the industry after about seven years in biotech. So I have my PhD in chemistry, organic chemistry. Um, so very deep into the science. Um, and yeah, just really had an idea of doing something differently in the industry in terms of how we process and leading us to some really interesting full spectrum extracts. And part of what chemistry is too, is about our supply chain and, and who we source from and how we source. So that's really important to us. Like we work with some amazing farms, most of them regenerative. So, you know, from our extraction methods to our sourcing practices is really kind of what, what makes us. And yeah, it's really founded on that, you know, scientific foundation and like, you know, the team that we built of other scientists and people just passionate about this plant. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. That's uh, really not too different from how we got started in a way in the sense that we we, we, we saw early on when we started our company in 2015 that lab data is really important. And it's not just, uh, you know, lab data is probably a wrong way to characterize it, but understanding the chemistry of the products, you know, whether that's manufactured good or flour or whatever, uh, understanding the cannabinoids, the terpenes, all of those things really matter. And, you know, I think, I think like you uh, and, and a lot of other connoisseurs in the industry, you know, that, that, that bouquet that you get from the natural plant, that full spectrum bouquet really can't be matched uh, by anything else. And so getting that right is, is, is hard, but also really, really important. And, you know, there's a reason why chemistry is, you know, some of the best extracts in the market today. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. I mean, we love data um, just like you do. And we love geeking out about this plant. Like if we could test every little thing we want to know about it, you know, we would spend a lot of money on testing. Um, but we, we do as much as we can to really understand the nuance of the plant, like what, you know, what we do, how it affects that, you know, it's really important for us to maintain that natural character of, like you said, the terpenes, the cannabinoids. So it's important for us to maintain the acids. You know, a lot of our products feature THCA and CBDA from our tinctures to our concentrates, which are THCA, which can be converted to THC, of course. 
Right. So, yeah, all of that's been, you know, foundation of what is important to us. And, you know, it's like, I'll even just show a package, you know, like when we list, it's all about the data. You know, we show the cannabinoids, the terpenes. I don't know if that's very clear, but it's just, you know, see on our, any of our packages, like where we source our flour from, first and foremost, that's where it starts. And then we just want to share as much info with the consumers so they understand their experience, you know, especially the medicinal side. You know, if something works, you want to know why, or if you just right. enjoy the experience, you want to know why. So like dig down a little bit, you know, look at those terpenes, like right. you start to understand. Yeah, like, yeah. I want this one for the morning, but I want this one for the night, you know, beyond just indica sativa. Right. Right. Yeah. And that repeatability, right? So, you know, maybe you might like something in the morning, but you don't really know what it is about that thing until you realize, okay, well, maybe it has less mercy than other things. And so I'm looking for low mercy things, right? Or maybe somebody gets, you know, a little racy with too much terpinoline. Maybe they want to look for things without terpinoline, whatever the case may be. Understanding that kind of granularity is something that few people today are doing, but I definitely see that as the future. So I think what you're doing is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, as we're speaking mostly to connoisseurs who really understand this, but like, as we continue to educate and this goes beyond California, I know your reach is beyond California, but ours is still focused in California. And like, you know, we have such a deep history here and, and a, an amazing amount of knowledge, but, you know, a lot of places don't quite have that. I'm from Wisconsin too. So I look forward to when, you know, my home state has access to this medicine and, and that maybe we can even take chemistry products there someday, but, you know, they don't have the knowledge necessarily that we do. And yeah, as we get more informed and um, yeah, and people just understand more than just THC, right? That's really what our first challenge is. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dig a little deeper on how you source and what makes that different. Uh, that's got to be one of the biggest challenges you face, I imagine. Yeah, it's been um, a, ch a fun challenge. I'd say it's, you know, what we enjoy about what we do is like going out there and hand selecting the material we work with and working season after season with farms. That's kind of what our advantage is now. And that we've had five years to develop these relationships and learn together. Um, you know, early on in regulation, we understood like what, how we were going to be tested and like what, um, you know, challenges they faced from like growing practices, which most of them like, you know, were regenerative and being above organic and weren't using pesticides. So didn't have that issue, but you start to learn like your environmental issues, like, Oh, soil or cover crops or, your neighbor. So right. you know, right. some of those hard things together about like, you know, heavy metals causing some issues or pesticides from, you know, clones or yeah, like I said, soil being brought in. Um, yeah. But now, you know, having that is kind of our strong suit is like we work together on selecting genetics. We give feedback on yields and that kind of stuff. And also like, you know, we can be, in reality, an outlet too is like if something doesn't go perfect for the flower form, you know, so many products are manufactured now, so you need a high quality input. So it's like if it doesn't have that jar appeal, but you know, it's going to create a great oil or extract, it can go into an edible or into a concentrate or you name it, a beverage. So I think that's right. great. With our relationship there, we're there to help too, because like we work with mostly small farms and you know, so their batches are 
well aligned for us where it's, you know, maybe 50 to hundred pounds of raw material at a time. And right. that becomes a challenge too. Like when we have that, you know, sourcing mentality of small batch craft farms that like, if we do want to do anything bigger, um, it does get to be a challenge of, can we have the farm that meets all these criteria support that? Um, yeah. So, have, have you ever exper experimented with fractioning out the different compounds and maybe reblending them so you can kind of get it like a Johnny Walker blend consistency, or are you always looking for that small batch bourbon you know, analogy? There's, I mean, we have some different product lines. So like for some of our tinctures, so like more medicinally focused, like we'll formulate those for consistency, like of the four major cannabinoids that we mostly think about, CBD, THC, CBDA, and THCA. Um, and, you know, we're adding in some unique ones to formulations coming up. But um, from that, it's more about that consistency and dosing of those things rather than kind of that Johnny Walker, like dialing in of like a kind of flavor and effect. Uh, we've thought about that, you know, in vapes, it just works better to be strain specific. You know, I think that's more palatable for the consumer, either that or just effect based, which we like to give actually credit to the strain in the farm and the geneticists. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's some interesting opportunities for blending that you can get, you know, either stability in products or unique effects. Yeah. Have, have you seen, or have you been interested in trying to dial up some of the minor cannabinoids? I know some people have been playing with CBD and THCV and some of those things. Yeah. You were asking, I'll go back to that and come back around about like kind of taking things apart, but that's kind of one of our, like our ethos is to try not to rip things apart, you know, right. Chemistry full spectrum oil and extracts are is about keeping things together and having that full representation of the plant. So like we try not to rip things apart. Like we're good at isolating THCA. That's one thing. It's just kind of the nature of that molecule, right? Like we've isolated some pretty amazing crystals. Um, but otherwise, like we're trying to keep it together and find the genetics that give us what we want. So yeah, we're working again with those farm partners to find like, okay, do you have something that is CBG, CBG rich or THCV? So um, those things are definitely coming along. You know, there are cultivars that are, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, close to one-to-one -one THCV to THC. So I think give us a couple of years and there'll be even more dominance of some of those unique ones that, you know, maybe we don't need to like isolate them from 3% strains or like, or even obviously like do synthetic manipulation to get them. Yeah. Um, hopefully we yeah. Can through the plant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, being able to find full spectrum with these, you know, unusual ratios of things is kind of the Holy grail. Do you think that consumers in California, especially are, are ready for that? Like are people asking for it more or is it just kind of still like a connoisseur thing you need, you need to know about? I mean, it's definitely an education thing to get people to understand why. I mean, I think there's been, you can probably, you know, there's been certain buzzes, right? Like, I mean, CBD went wild, obviously, for a while. And as the hemp market has grown, it's really brought the understanding of CBD to the forefront of the general marketplace. And even the nomenclature has helped a little bit, like broad spectrum and full spectrum and isolates is used in there that kind of has helped the cannabis world. Um, in terms of you know, the very more boutique ones like THCV or CBG or Delta-8, I think that is still kind of kind of sewer. Um, but, you know, I think the cannabis marketplace is where you can do some 
experimentation, like on your <clears throat> personal medicine regimen, so to speak, you know, I think the people that are doing those types of products, like even more than us, like make great products that are trustworthy and they like are trust, you know, responsible dosing, I'll, you know, give level a shout out. They're one of our friends and make some of those kind of products. Um, right. I think it's still like, again, it's going to take a while, you know, and maybe that's in combination with clinical data. I think, and I dream still that we can study what we make in the commercial market in more of an academic setting. Cause that's where I come from. And it's, right. I'd love for like California products, whether it's flour or extracts be used in clinical studies. Cause right now it's pretty disappointing material that gets used in clinical studies and we're still showing, you know, efficacy for certain things for smoking crappy Mississippi weed. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting, especially given your background. So you kind of approach things from a very, you know, scientific method kind of control studies you know, that kind of thing. Uh, do you ever apply that kind of thinking to your R&D process and to figure out what you should be making next? Definitely, definitely. Like how we make it and how we get to an end product is definitely an, an iterative, you know, R&D process from in the lab to just uh, with the team and sampling. So <laughs> like the, the podcast says, high on our own supply. We have to do some difficult R&D and try our own products sometimes. Um, but yeah, our team is really creative and, you know, enjoys that aspect of like, how do we, you know, make our process more efficient or how do we make something, you know, a little more flavorful or um, how do we work with different types of material? Because, you know, we historically for a long time I've worked with only cured cannabis and like originally that was on the premise of you know we've historically consumed cannabis that's cured by and large of course there's been you know some ways to make tinctures or consume orally like fresh plant but most people didn't do that it was it was cured plant and you'd smoke it um right. like we built our extracts on that on that cured profile and now as you know live has become very popular like we've taken our time to like understand the nuance between you know live profile and cured profile from terpenes to like also how to handle it and how we can work with it um yeah do you have, do you have a preference for those two they're pretty they're pretty different yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, again, like kind of that nuance we talked about of like digging deeper as a consumer of, you know, what experience are you looking for? And, you know, like it's, like you said, it could be that terpene dominance, like, um, you know, terpenaline, like you said, are you going to get excited and racy and creative or energetic or whatever <laughs> adjective you want to use? Um, and then, you know, that's where I think a lot of live is just about those bright monoterpenes. So, and often can be dominated in some of the ones that seem more sativa leaning or energetic where, I mean, sometimes they're mercine, but we see a lot of them that um, they kind of lean almost sativa in their live profile. Right. Yeah. So the terpenes change quite a bit based on if it's live or exactly. Right. exactly. You lose some, you oxidize some. Um, so it's, it's been cool for us to learn that and get, get in that area too. Cause yeah, most do like it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so it's switching gears a little bit. What's a story, you know, you've been in the industry for five or so years, so I'm sure you've seen a lot. Uh, what's something crazy or exciting that's happened to you? That's just kind of a, a war story. You think it'd be fun to hear. I mean, I was reminiscing 
on a road trip down to LA about like our times and even 2018, <laughs> but obviously before that, just like being able to <laughs> drive product in the trunk and, you know, have a friendly visit to a dispensary and, you know, trade product for cash. And so sometimes I miss those old days and like uh, even don't tell anyone having, you know, my kids in the car while stopping at a dispensary. <laughs> so those are kind of the funny stories of the old times, but, um, and, you know, now though, like, I think it's just impressive where we've gone, where we've come, you know, in our three years of regulatory regulated world and, and even longer in the medical system in California to like, from that like bag of product for cash transaction to, you know, working on sophisticated platforms and transporting stuff efficiently and where everyone can see it like it's impressive but yeah i look back at those those old times and fondly a bit where you could kind of just do things you know like a small business would actually i guess that's part of it it's just like how a small business would aside from the cash it's like when you're hustling you just gotta you gotta do it yourself sometimes and like and also it's like that personal relationship a lot of the, you know the dispensaries we work with are still like you know, single shops, small and, and, you know, run by, you know, individuals in their community. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much things have changed. I remember uh, when we started, uh, somebody mentioned a phrase I can't forget. I'll never forget it. Backpack brigade. And it's, uh, you know, people, you know, send out the backpack brigade and some people got, have, you know, a couple pounds in their backpack and they just go door to door and they, you know, have their printed COAs and say, you know, here's my weed. It's good stuff. Pay me a high price. And then they go next door and maybe get an entirely different price. And that's just how people did business back then. In some ways, it's still done a little bit like that, but uh, it's definitely come a long way. And, you know, kudos to, to everybody involved in the early days because they, 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 they're they the real hustlers that made it possible for all of us here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And beyond, I mean, we can't mention all of that without like all the terrible things that happened to those that were before us and um yeah they'll be in prison for for cannabis which is terrible right. why we keep moving them yeah. uh why yeah. the community is like everyone's i feel you know no matter what you do in the supply chain like everyone wants the change that we talk about and i think is making it happen too like um this industry you know, takes what we do seriously and like wants, you know, a lot of the reefer madness of the old days to go away and let people see that like, we're good community members, we're good businesses, like, and we employ, employ way more people than a lot of industries that get a lot of talk and lobbying. Think about like coal. I, I, I say it a lot, but I think it's an important one just to like know how much potential there is in cannabis and how much opportunity there is for everybody. Yeah, never thought about that comparing the number of people working in the cannabis industry to the coal industry. But yeah, it definitely makes sense that there are probably more people in the cannabis industry these days. Yeah. Wow. I mean, pick your industry that you do or don't like, but like it's cannabis is getting up there. And as like uh, our country rebounds from, you know, the pandemic, like I think there's even more opportunity in cannabis and legal cannabis. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Wrapping up here, what's one of the biggest problems that you currently see in the industry or the supply chain? And do you have any pro tips for other operators on how to overcome them? Um, I mean, yeah, each, I mean, California has got, you know, unique challenges, I think, compared to some other places, like, um, you know, the <laughs> all advantages, like I think the 
barrier to entry is lower here still, even though it's, you know, super competitive. I think that's one of the interesting things about California because of like a potential lower barrier to entry. It's just like, we have a lot of competition and it's good. Like we challenge each other, we push each other in the, in the industry, but you know, um, the, the competition is real. So like, but I would say, you know, don't, if you're coming in, don't come in without talking to those that are here, you know, like we can share, we want to share this knowledge and expertise about the bumps that we've had and hopefully they're smoother now, but, um, you know, working with people that have built a trusted supply chain, um, or, you know, work with other good operators is an important way to, to get in. Yeah. If, if, if a bright entrepreneur came to you today and said, you know, Paul, I'm thinking of starting a, a cannabis brand. What, what should I do? What categories? How should I go about doing? What, what would you tell them? Um, I lost what you said, but if who came? Just if a bright eyed entrepreneur, like, you know, just, you know, a, a young person with a lot of big dreams and ambitions and uh, not a lot of knowledge. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can come in. That's the interesting thing from, you know, creative relationships to like trying to set up something that really does it all and like the vertical integration that, you know, is effectively possible to, you know, owning what you're good at. Like I'm going to create a product. I'm going to like contract out certain aspects, you know, because of the way we have it, there's distribution, there's testing, like we can't necessarily do it all, but you, you can try. Um, what category? I don't, that's a tough one. I mean, um, I always just try to say, it's like, make sure you're doing something different. You know, we've been a contract manufacturer before and worked with people trying to like create products and, um, you know, diversify res revenue streams. And if you're just saying like, oh, I see that person selling a lot of those and I want to do that, I would say, don't just copy that person. Like what, you know, what do you want to do that's better? What are you going to do that's differentiated? And like, I mean, I very much so appreciate like marketing and like how you present and like, but it also has to be about product. You need the, the full package. Like it can't just be like a, a sexy package. Right, right. Too. So that that would be, I mean, it's kind of obvious advice, but I just make sure you have something to differentiate that's real and something that you, you know, a principle too, which I think is important in this. Like, why are you making it? And what are you doing it for? Right, right. Is it solving a real problem, a real need? If, you know, the world doesn't need another X, right? If there's already 500 of them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, but yeah, I think there's still, I mean, very interesting delivery methods and like combinations, you know, we've always said like, oh, you can put cannabis with anything, which is kind of true, which makes it kind of fun to think about what you could do in terms of from delivery method to, I mean, mostly orally applied, like fun right. ways to have ways to consume, especially like kind of low dose that you can actually eat more, you know, maybe that would be it. Like super low dose edibles that you can eat a lot of to make a, a macro dose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would be good that would be good like you know some sort of like bag of popcorn thing you just can eat and not worried about it because that's the thing about edibles everybody's worried especially some of the newcomers to the category they're you know they'll they'll take half of a, of a chocolate and then maybe that's too much for them so yeah, yeah. nobody wants to be like slicing little bits of chocolate off it'd be much better to just kind of enjoy There's the food yeah out there like that but you know i think that I mean, that's just one that came to mind of like, when I think I'm a, I'm a snacker. <laughs> so like, 
I would like eat a, you know, a bag of popcorn or something. Right. Totally. Totally. So, um, uh, finally, where, where can people find more about chemistry? We are found at trichemistry.com on social and online. You can learn more about, yeah, our full lineup of products from tinctures to cartridges to uh, pre-rolls now. We just launched a collaborative line of pre-rolls called Project Fusion with our farms. Um, and we have concentrates and we do have a collaborative edible coming soon. So watch out for that. Collaborative edible, what is that? Uh, a new line that we're working with another brand on. So yeah, brings, like I said, gotta do something different. And we're, we're bringing some, some very interesting edibles to the market probably in May. So stay tuned for those. Very exciting, very exciting. Yeah, and I have to thank you for the awesome silent disco party you threw at Meadowlands a couple of years ago. After this pandemic, uh, that event was just so memorable and so awesome. Um, are you gonna go to the next one coming up? Oh, I hope so. That was a great time. I think, I mean, uh, Meadow puts on great events and I, I hope they do it again. And I hope chemistry can be a part of it. And uh, yeah, we can bring the party back to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. we're all looking for it. <laughs> yeah, for those who didn't go, uh, it's uh, a you know, cannabis industry event in the middle of the Mendocino forest. Uh, just the best people, the best time, you know, shooting bow and arrows at targets and silent discoing and yoga at sunset it's yeah you can't ask for a better weekend so uh, yeah it was really cool to meet you there uh about a year and a half ago so thanks for doing that yeah and i hope we can be back there this fall awesome awesome all right well thanks paul this is an awesome conversation again to all our listeners i'm steve from confident cannabis and thanks for listening to one hitters by high on our own supply and to learn more about confident cannabis you can go to confidentcannabis.com or email us at podcast at confidentcanvas.com. If you like the show, tell a friend to subscribe to High on Our Own Supply. And we'll also be putting this on YouTube and all the other places where podcasts are found. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. When it comes to cannabis, we got the realest news. Giving you the word on the street and a pro tip. A different guest every episode, so don't trip. Hey, everybody worried about the ROI. Just a little FYI. Better improve them KPIs. Can't forget about compliance. It's a side. Yeah, it's time to get it started. Turn it up. Sit back. Side. We getting high. On our own supply. We getting high. On our own supply. We getting high. On our own supply. Hey, giving you the game. All facts. No lies. Getting high. On our own supply. We getting high. Supply, we getting high. On our own supply, ay, giving you the game. All facts, no lies. Yeah, yeah.